Our scripture lesson this day comes from the prophet Jeremiah. We're in the 17th chapter. We're going to read verses 5 through 8. So I invite you to follow along and listen for God's word to each of us and to the church. The Lord proclaims, Cursed are those who trust in mere humans, who depend on human strength and turn their hearts from the Lord. They will be like a desert shrub that doesn't know when relief comes. They will live in the parched places of the wilderness, in a barren land where no one survives. Happy are those who trust in the Lord, who rely on the Lord. They will be like trees planted by the streams, whose roots reach down to the water. They won't fear drought when it comes. Their leaves will remain green. They won't be stressed in the time of drought or fail to bear fruit. The grass withers and the flower fades, but the word of our Lord endures forever. Amen. The prophet's words are spoken to a people in peril. They have had to witness threat after threat, and even now, there is impending doom for their kingdom. Babylon will ultimately conquer these people, but not yet. So the prophet speaks to a people that know anxiety, and they know fear, and they know worry. But for now, they remain, even in peril, free. The Israelites may have feared uh, for the future, though, because they knew what was coming. Outside powers drawing near. And rather than respond with humility and repentance, the people of Judah primarily lived as islands unto themselves, disregarding both the Lord's commandments and the increasing danger that resulted from their disobedience. And Jeremiah speaks a prophetic word to them. Jeremiah speaks of a possible future for Israel. Cursed are those who trust in mere humans, who depend on human strength and turn their hearts from the Lord. It's a warning that the prophet gives to the people. Don't trust just in humanity or in human strength. If you do that, if you find yourself in that place, which we all find ourselves in that place from time to time, then it will be like you are a desert shrub that doesn't know when relief will come from the heat of the sun. It will be like you are living in a parched place in the wilderness, in a barren land, and when you look around, it will feel like not much survives here. The prophet wants to orient the people to the future. There's another way, the prophet says. Happy are those who trust in the Lord and who rely on the Lord. If you do this, then you will know what it will be like to be a tree planted right next to a stream. 
You will know what it means to have roots that can grow down into water. So when drought comes, you won't fear it. Your leaves will remain green. You won't stress in the time of drought. And you won't stop bearing good fruit. The prophet wants the people to know that there is a different way forward, collectively and personally. Jeremiah wants them to be oriented to a future where God is present and active in their lives and community. Jeremiah wants them to think in the here and now about the legacy that they will leave. The prophet's words, they speak to this remarkably human ability to project one's imagination forward, to feel kinship and empathy with our future selves and with our future community. So the prophet's words, it's it's words that are both personal and communal in nature. I really appreciate the idea of being a tree planted by a stream with roots that reach down to the water. But I don't necessarily agree that when drought comes, the prophet says, that there won't be worry or anxiety. It seems to me that even when we're planted in really lush places, when drought comes, we can get a little anxious about where the water is going to come from or if the water is going to dry up. The prophet says that these trees that will remain evergreen, they won't be stressed in a time of drought, and I beg to differ. But I do believe, and I do trust, that as the prophet tells us, those trees will remain green, and they will continue to bear fruit. I imagine the fruit will look different, though, in times of drought. I imagine it probably won't be as hardy or as filling for those who share in it. And yet it will still be fruit. One of my favorite axioms is that of a society grows great. When women and men plant trees in whose shade, they know they shall never sit. It's future-oriented. It makes us look outside of ourselves. The idea of the faithful seeds that we plant now, bearing fruit or even giving shade to a group of people that we will never meet into generations that we will not know closely, but we will be connected to them because of the ways in which we prepare. I was listening to my new favorite podcast yesterday, actually. It was from a few months ago. This Jungian life, if y'all are looking for a new podcast on psychology, um, I invite you to check that one out. There's this fable that has to do with uh, a college, New College, in Oxford. New College was founded in in 1379. Perhaps y'all know that. Perhaps you've heard this fable. About 100 years ago, it was discovered that the beams supporting their great hall, where they shared meals together, broke bread together, around table together, the refectory, as we called it at Columbia Theological Seminary, and as they called it, New College in Oxford, the beams that supported that great hall were infested with beetles. 
and each of them would need to be replaced. It would be painstaking work. It would take a lot of time, a lot of energy, and a lot of money. It would take skilled craftsmen, craftswomen, to scale the heights and to change out each beam. But more so than that, it was going to take wood. And the leaders agonized over this because they didn't know where they would find oak trees large enough to be suitable replacements for these beams. A junior fellow at New College contacted one of the foresters on staff. Forrester listened a while to the predicament and then quietly and calmly said, well, of course. When the college was founded, we knew that at some point the beams would need to be replaced. So we planted a grove of oaks. Those oak trees are now just over 500 years old and they are just right for harvesting. And so the board of directors breathed a sigh of relief And then they went out to go find that grove. What's amazing about this story, however much truth is wrapped into it, is the ability for a group of people to have foresight, to project themselves into the future, and imagine the legacy that they are leaving for people that they will never meet. What trees they are planting in whose shade they will never sit this unique thing about what it means to be human, to find kinship and empathy with our future selves and with a future community that we do not know, to feel oneself enough a member of a community that one can do the right thing for that community even when one knows that one's personal existence will be separated from the eventual outcome by centuries. It's an awe-inspiring perspective. Jeremiah tells these people that there will be trouble coming. There will be a future that uh, you might not be here for, but there will be difficulty in that time. It's not just to scare the people, though. That's really not what the prophet's words are about. It's to settle the people and center them for the work that lies ahead. Previous generations have brought you to this place, you might hear the prophet saying, and you are being called to lead into the future. So, should your trust be in one person, in a leader, a group of men or a group of women, kings or queens? Should it be in one who is mortal? If you decide that that's where it should be, that that's where your identity will come from, then you will, when you reach those places that are parched and those times of drought, you're going to feel like the sun's too hot and you won't know where the next drink of water will come from. But if you trust in the eternal God who has worked with and through all generations, then when that drought comes, you will find yourself planted in a water 
that will continue to nourish you. It will be living water that is never exhausted. It will continue to nurture the birthing, renewing, enabling spirit that dwells within you. Jeremiah is inviting the people to imagine what they want to be and where they want to be planted. And I wonder for you this morning, in your life, having come here this day to worship God, what is it that your future self would have you plant this day within your own spirit? What is it that must be planted now so that it might be nurtured and it might grow and in some time in the future there might be shade that you couldn't imagine? And beyond that, as a community of disciples of Jesus Christ that God has seen fit to call to Idlewild Presbyterian Church in 2022, I wonder, what are the great trees that we are being called to plant now in whose shade we will not rest? What are the trees being, that we must plant by the waters of spiritual care and care for one another? What are the trees that must be planted in our work for justice and righteousness in Memphis, Tennessee, right now? What are the trees of meaningful connection whose seeds must be tucked into the soil and watered and nurtured for some day in the future? What is the stewardship of this place that we must imagine together? These beams have been here for almost a hundred years. I imagine there will be a time, hopefully several hundred years from now. Please, dear Lord, several hundred years from now. <laughs> when there will be people who will have to build scaffolding to rise to the heights of the sanctuary and to do work to assure, ensure that this place will continue to be here. And my hope and my prayer for each of us as the church that God has called right here and right now is that as those are in the heights of this place and they think about us, they might think and remember about the seeds that were planted by a stream of water, living water, many, many years ago. And they might be grateful, not to us, but to the God of all creation that walked with the people in their wilderness, in their bondage, in their freedom, that called out to them through the prophet's voice and calls out to us now. May we find ourselves by living water. May our roots grow deep. May we be satisfied not just in the here and now, but may we be hopeful for the legacy that we will leave. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, one God, Mother of us all. Amen.